powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi, everybody. Wow. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Please sit. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we get into the episode, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, the legendary Tom McLaughlin. I am in still complete awe that I was able to get him on the show. And if you know me in real life, you know I don't listen to the episodes once they're released. This one, I listened three times. That's how much I enjoyed it. If you had not had a chance to listen to that absolutely amazing episode, I strongly encourage you to do that after the completion of this one. So welcome to episode 98. That's right, folks, two shows away from the centennial episode. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. We have on the show popular YouTube blogger, Taylor Renault. She'll be talking to us about her journey to Harvard and creating her popular YouTube show, Yes, Renault. Lots to unpack here, so let's just go ahead and get right on into it. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome all the way from the Big Apple, New York City, YouTube blogger, Taylor Renault. Taylor, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How has the weather been by you today? It's been so hot. I'm uh, I'm in New York City right now. Every person I've had on my show today happens to be from New York City. That's crazy. <laughs> I did not plan it that way. That's awesome. Uh, I start my interviews off with the same question. That is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic? Pretty brutal. Basically, when I moved here to New York City, I was looking to make a ton of friends. And then two months later, the entire city shut down. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, the city that never sleeps decided to pass out. (laughs) And so I know a lot of people were um, worried about the pandemic, but I was kind of worried about the second pandemic being younger, you know, the loneliness pandemic. Um, And so I had to had to figure out how to deal with that for about a year and a half when nobody was meeting anybody. Mm -hmm. Not the beauty of Zoom and um. FaceTime, I guess. If that's if there is any consolation there, that might be it. So yeah. 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 And the fact that like now you can do jobs online, like that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> so every journey has a beginning. Where were you originally born? What was it like growing up there? I was born in Madison, Wisconsin, and I grew up in the suburbs in a little town, a fair town we'll call Verona. <laughs> which is the name and it was it was basically like anybody else in the suburbs like what their experience was just a whole bunch of fun really nice my siblings are about a decade older than me so it was kind of like being raised by four parents All right. and yeah um and so it would always go between doing like kindergarten activities and then hanging out with like my my high school siblings <laughs> yeah 
That's awesome. So before you went to university, what was your life goal? Before going to university, well, I know when I was really, really young, like elementary school, I wanted to be a professional football player or a professional baseball player because I could see that that's where um, I could see that's who got the most attention, <laughs> at least in Wisconsin. Uh, and I, I remember growing up, a lot of boys would be like, you can't do that. You're a girl. And I just had so much unearned confidence. I was just like, watch me then. I'm going to be the first. <laughs> um, but that never ended up transpiring because I, I I was never like signed up for a football league or a baseball league. So the closest I ever got was playing rugby. That was going to come up in a little bit later because I I'm originally from Wales and rugby is my national sport. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. So yeah, I've had several guests on here who have had the privilege of saying the phrase "I went to Harvard." Mm -hmm. uh, what are your favorite memories attending there? Oh man. I think some of my favorite memories were the traditions. Like we have this thing called primal scream. So right before you take your finals or your midterms, you'll run around Harvard Yard completely naked with about 400, 500 other Harvard students. And you just go, ah, and you run. And the funniest thing is, is kids think that they're going to be nervous about being naked. But what ends up being the hardest part is that a lot of these kids are major nerds and they can't run the like 400 meters or whatever that it takes to get around the yard. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Harvard aside, tell us about your time studying in Paris. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, I remember just signing up for it one day because I was like, oh, mom and dad, I'm thinking of doing study abroad. And they're like, okay, yeah, do that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> and so I like signed up for it, got accepted. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to Paris. And then I went there and every single one of my classes was in French. And I, it was pretty overwhelming, but pretty awesome. So awesome that I was like, okay, you know what, after college, I think I'm gonna move here for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. So, like I said, before we get into your work, tell me about your rugby career. It was short-lived. <laughs> you still have all your teeth, I see. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, um, the mouth guard did the trick. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually, I was trying out for Harvard's track team my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. And I had trained all summer in Japan because that's where I was teaching English at the time. And so I was running through all these Japanese streets whenever I could. And I showed up the first week of classes and I tried out and I didn't make the team and I was devastated. I was crying so hard. And finally, one of my friends was like, you know, if you want to be on a team so badly, why don't you just, you know, try out for Harvard's rugby team? And the rugby team had just gone D1 that year. And so I'm like, you know what? That would be actually really cool. And so I went there and the way they get you, because they needed all these new players because it was the first time they did D1. The way they get you is they only make you do like little running drills and throwing the ball for the first time. And I did that. I'm like, oh, I can totally throw the ball like this. This is awesome. <laughs> and then they're like, cool, you're in. 
and it's only on your first day of practice that you have to get tackled. And then you're like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about your YouTube channel. Yes yeah. or no. Where did the inspiration come from to create it? So I was in my second year at Harvard and we had this French class. And for the French class, we had to create a YouTube channel or like a YouTube video, right? And it was the first time I had ever edited a video and uploaded it to YouTube. And until then, I had I had never done that. I like didn't have the technology or the wherewithal to know how to do that. And so as soon as I uploaded that, I'm like, oh my gosh, what else could I do? Like I could actually make stuff for YouTube now. And I had been wanting to since I was a teenager, you know, but I always had like Windows computers and bad like video like video materials and so now that i had a mac and i was all set up to be creative you know um hashtag steve jobs i was like i can do this and so i made a video i thought it was so cool it was like a sassy makeup tutorial video and it was sassy because i didn't know how to do makeup and so i <laughs> wrote in subtitles that were like critiquing me the entire time i was teaching people how to do their makeup That's yeah awesome yeah so on average mm -hmm. how long does it take to conceive execute and release a video so it really depends on the video but if i'm doing if i'm doing an easy video i could do it all within the span of a day if i really wow. wanted to but that would be like from the minute you wake up, you're brainstorming, you're writing the script, you're filming, then you're editing, and it's like midnight by the time you get it all like uploaded and ready. Um, so the, that is very stressful. So I tend to now spread it out over two or three days per video. All right. Yeah. All right. So your videos touch mm -hmm. on various deep subjects. Mm -hmm. How do you apply your knowledge to communicate with others on this show? like on the channel specifically yes so sometimes what i do is i just i just say it straight from my head exactly the way it is but what i want to do in the future is i want to kind of take what i see as the truth the serious truth and i want to wrap it in humor um kind of like you know putting a pill in a sandwich to make it easier to swallow because I found a lot of people don't like talking about serious stuff, but they'll definitely listen if you'll make jokes around it. Yeah. And and that's something that Dave Chappelle talks about all the time. He's like, the only reason you guys <laughs> listen to the truth is because I'm telling it to you as jokes. <laughs> okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this interview with popular YouTube blogger Taylor Renault. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long, nice, deep breaths. You know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Give a couple friends of the show your attention, and we will be right back. It's time for an ad! Hi folks, I'm Tyler Armentrout. I'm Christopher Whedon. I'm Zach Mech. And 
I'm Jerry Nash, and we're, we're the History, History Boys. Boys. And we're kicking your door down with a Bluetooth speaker and an 18-pack of beer, ready to start a party. It's my favorite history podcast on all the internet, not just because I'm on it, but because I listen to every episode full blast in my house drives my wife up the wall. This is the History Podcast for all you cool kids that sat in the back of the classroom. That's right. We are a comedy history podcast, or a history comedy podcast, any which way you look at it. We are the History Boys. That is spelled... B-O-I-Z-E for those counting. And we are found anywhere you find your podcasts. Love you, bye. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy, it is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hi, it's Michelle Fabre, and you can hear my new single, Last Chance for Love, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other streaming platforms. Last chance for love, last chance for love, can we make it? Just tell me so. Last chance for love, last chance for love, come on, let's take it, or let it go. Welcome to Talkin' Shiz. I am CJ. And I am Maddox. And our podcast is like a radio show. We have no certain topics. We talk about anything and everything. And our opinions don't matter. And we do have a pod page. What is our pod page where folks can find our platforms and what we're all about, Maddox? I'm glad you asked. As a matter of fact, that is podpage.com forward slash talking without a G uh, dash shiz. And that's where our, it's our one-stop shop. It has everything there. It has all of our donation links. It has all of the content that we have created, our recent related reviews. And it even gives you where you can find us on different applications such as Google, uh, iHeartRadio, you name it. We're in almost in every single uh, branch of applications out there. So please check it out. There's even, if you want to become an official shizzler, we even have merchandise. So definitely go there, check it out, and yeah, it's literally the best one-stop shop. Absolutely, and sharing is caring, so make sure you guys share, share, share. We're on Twitter, and that's talking underscore shiz, Instagram, talking underscore shiz. We have Facebook, we got our pod page, we have different platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, what Maddox said, we are everywhere. So definitely check us out, and we definitely appreciate you guys listening. Yes, thank you guys, and we'll see you on one of our episodes. Be as high as these billionaires in space Sell 
Hi, this is Dominic Canarella. I'm Eric McCoy. And I'm Max Meislish. We are Them Fantasies. Right now, you're listening to our brand new single, Billionaires. Billionaires is about how absurd it is that the mega rich are going to space as if there's nothing left for them here on Earth. Nowhere else to go but up, right? You can listen to Billionaires now on all streaming platforms and be sure to check out our brand new music video on our YouTube channel. You can find us anywhere on social media at Them underscore Fantasies. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, a veteran's journey from homeless to hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 98 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with popular YouTube blogger, Taylor Renault. So as of this recording, you currently mm-hmm. stand at 189,000 subscribers, which we did our math is just shy of the population of the Big Island in Hawaii. Oh, when yeah. I say yeah, when I say that, how does that make you feel? Well, that makes me feel pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Cause I think on YouTube you never really get to see your subscribers. And so it kind of just feels like it's you in a room talking to yourself and a camera. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 not really ever aware of the fact that there are other people watching. I know um Something's happened quite recently where like every other week now, somebody will recognize me in New York City. And oh, that's wow. kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. But uh, for the most part, you're like, oh, I'm just normal. And it's just me talking and saying whatever I'm thinking about on the <laughs> channel. I have a friend of mine. He's a, a podcaster, pretty well-known podcaster. He works out of Los Angeles. And he will actually pay waiters if he's on a date to come over and like ask for his autograph or something like that to impress his date. So that's, that's awesome, man. Why not? Yeah. I need to do that when I'm on my (laughs) dates. (laughs) So, um, you said, obviously, let's say you, people will recognize you in the streets. Do you interact with your fans on your channel or. Yeah. The place that I like to interact with people the most is down in the comments. I'll just like get down there and start typing stuff up. And sometimes I have to delete what I'm writing because <laughs> I can get too passionate. And I'm like, it's okay, Taylor, just breathe. This comment isn't going to change the course of history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it will, but not like that, you know. <laughs> so with people recognizing you out in public, how do you stay grounded? I think I stay grounded because to me, it doesn't seem that huge. It seems like a cool extension of something I built. Um, But also, I think I just have this, so I have a few values that I just follow no matter what I'm doing, and I I stand by them pretty strictly. And one of those is that I am no better than anyone else, but I am also incredibly unique. So I try and hold that paradox in my head at the same time. And, you know, that's how you treat people with actual humility without having like false modesty. Oh, man, so many. I think uh, treat other people with dignity and respect. I think a lot of times we don't do that. Um, Another one is to be reliable. 
and and that means do what you say you're going to do, right? If you say you're going to be somewhere, if I say I'm going to be here for the interview at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, I'm going to be here. And another one I have is that I like to look at people through the lens of love. So if they say something hurtful, I like to look at that and be like, okay, they probably said something hurtful because somewhere deep down inside they're hurt, right? And I'm just going to love them more, maybe at a distance, but love them more because I know that that's not who they genuinely are at the base. Yeah. I like that. It's like almost mm -hmm. assuming everybody's positive intent in a way. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. So in your humble opinion, mm -hmm. what is the best video you feel you have ever released? <gasps> oh, man. It's funny because when you said that, a video came up that I don't think is my best, but it's called <laughs> Brace Space. And it's a parody on Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Mm. <laughs> and I rewatched it recently. And I remember I was so excited to put that one out because I had done so much work on it and the puns were so good. And it's like one of the lines to give you a sense is like, I want to hit it like the apple hit Newton hard you know and it's all this nerdy <laughs> sexual humor and i thought it was so good and i put it out and i'm like this is gonna get viral you know uh but then it ended up just flopping and everyone oh. told me it was so cringeworthy and so awful but now when i look back at it i'm like this is hilarious i don't know what other people didn't see in it because this is so funny so <laughs> that's an undervalued gem i think <laughs> Most of my guests have been on quite a linear journey throughout their lives. And I always ask one question is, and this explicitly pertains to you as well. If you were to sit down right now and watch the very first video of your channel, can you look at it the same way as you would when you first created it? Or would it be completely, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Or would you be embrace it and be like, this is, I'm proud of this. Yeah, so the first video on my channel now, because I took down that sassy makeup tutorial one, because yeah. I swore more than I liked. <laughs> so the first video on my channel now is a Harvard dorm room tour. And I remember back in the day, I thought that was going to go viral because I had built a blanket fort. And I'm like, oh, this is so quirky. I'm a Harvard student who built a blanket fort. That's going to be hilarious. Like people mm -hmm. will click on that. And so now when I watch it, I get why it didn't go viral. <laughs> But I still love it so much. I find that video so funny. And I could I could rewatch it now and not grimace, not anything. I'd be like, that girl's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. So this next question is a two-part question. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is my again, I've asked every Harvard graduate who's been on my show, I asked the same question. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're out and having a conversation with someone, you have a disagreement, do you drop the phrase? Well, I went to Harvard. Oh, you know, have you have you done that before? I've never done that, but I have had one time where I've really wanted to. <laughs> it was um, it was Halloween. I was wearing an angel costume, so I probably just looked ditzy as all get up, right? And it was this British guy, and he started talking to me. And we started talking about soccer. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, back in the day, uh, <laughs> the Brits used to refer to football as soccer. You know, it wasn't until like the 1980s or 1970s and there was all this anti-American sentiment that they started dropping the word soccer. And he's like, 
oh, if I had a dime for every time an American tried to tell me something about my own <laughs> culture. And I wanted to say, okay, listen here, you British Brit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe I don't know everything, but I did go to Harvard. Like nice. that was the one time I wanted to just <laughs> lay it on him, you know? <laughs> I wish I'd been there for that. That would have been, that would have been priceless. I held so, my tongue. <laughs> I believe you. So the second part of this question is, have you seen the last week tonight, John Oliver sketch where they, they put together a three minute montage of every news pundit saying the phrase, well, I don't want to correct you, but I went to Harvard. I went to Harvard business school. I went to Harvard. Oh, I went to Harvard. You know, it is probably two minutes of the best television I've ever saw in my life. And I have everybody who's come on my show who has actually gone to Harvard. Love it. They think it's like the funniest thing they've ever seen in their life. Have you, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but I completely endorse it. <laughs> I love when people say they went there. I like yeah. totally support that like brand of confidence awesome. <laughs> and that brand of like know it all and that brand of yeah, let me <laughs> let me just tell people where I'm there. <laughs> That's so great. So that being said, what's next for Taylor? Yeah, so I am growing this YouTube channel out. I want to have it to a million subscribers within the next three years. That's the goal. That's awesome. Yeah. So I like to ask one fun question um, as we start to get towards the end. And that is when you are not creating content or lecturing British people on the street, are there any like, you know, what do you do for fun? Do you have like fun shows you watch? Do you, are you into the music? What do you like? Well, I boulder a lot for fun, uh, but right now my fingers are kind of hurt. So I'm trying to learn my first muscle up because it doesn't require as much finger strength. That's more, you know, back strength. Uh, but also I play soccer. So today I went out to play soccer. And actually my soccer game, to get there, I had to walk past Trevor Noah's studio. And I looked in, it looked like they were setting up. And the guys were like, oh, do you want to, do you want to come to the Trevor Noah show? The security guard said that. And I'm like, you guys are joking, right? And they're like, no, no, we're not joking. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, I have a soccer game I need to go to. And I'm like, oh, I can't bail. So I went and played soccer. But now, actually, right before this interview, I was looking up tickets to go to the Trevor Noah show. So I like to do that kind of fun, like <laughs> going to random New York only experiences. As we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Oh, yeah. The best way is to just go to my YouTube channel. So that's youtube.com forward slash yes, Renault. And that's spelled Y-E-S-R-E-N-E-A-U. It's awesome. a pun. <laughs> so I end my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of Earth? I'd want them to think harder and also love harder. And that's it. That's a, that's a good answer. All right, Taylor, thanks for coming on the show, man. This is this has been a real treat. You, you've really made me laugh tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. Good. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 98. I want to thank Taylor for taking the time to come on the show. I encourage everyone to check out her channel. You can find the links for those on our website, DerekDevallShow.com, and in the show notes. But folks, we're not done yet. 
As we power on to the centennial episode, I want to give a few friends of the show a chance to pop on and give us an update on what's been going on with them. This, guys, is a huge surprise for everyone. Please welcome back to the show the star of episode 38, Miss Michelle Fabre. Michelle, hello. Welcome back to the Derek Duvall Show. How's it been? Thank you so much for having me on again. It's been great. It's been a while since we've spoken. Actually, my last, not my last song, but um, Laugh, 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 which was um, a few songs ago. (laughs) So Uh, we're coming up on episode 100, and you were episode 38. So you do the math. It's been a while. Wow, that's great, though. Yeah, it is. Busy. (laughs) So how is the success? I mean, how are the albums doing? The album is doing really great. It's getting a lot of great feedback. And um, my new song, Last Chance for Love, has been doing really well. It's been playing on different radio stations all around the world Mm -hmm. um, on rotation. So that's been great. So glad that the feedback has, you know, been good on it and is resonating with people. So let's talk about the new single, Last Chance for Love. Very exciting. So it was written and created in January and um, coming up on almost a year. And it really started with like a beat on GarageBand that I had kind of like come up with. And um, I had given it to my dad and I like we both just kind of worked on it and built off that. And it really progressed. You know, it's so different because I was listening to like the first ever demo that we had created. And um, that was just kind of, you know, such a difference in in how far that it's come, the evolution of the song. That's awesome. So like, I've actually read like your synopsis about it and it's about, you know, rekindling old romances and possibly, you know, you know, what ifs and what have you. Where exactly did the inspiration for this song in your mind come from? Well, it does come sometimes from situations or experiences, whether it was recent or, um, you know, maybe a few months ago or a year ago. Really, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings built up that sometimes they don't always get, um, you know, be able to like be put into art right away. So, yeah. And sometimes like I'll kind of create something, a story off of, you know, an idea or something that I could, you know, like even one of my songs you saw my makeup <laughs> so yeah i like the album art that was the single art for this i thought it was very very original i was a big fan of that one thank you so much it's You're so welcome. funny it just kind of came to me just imagine the 70s how ideas just came to like led zeppelin or something like that you know it just, it just, ha- it just happens it you know it's like people That's always funny. ask where do you get this idea from and that and i just feel like artists it just kind of some of it it just comes to you and <laughs> there is no this is obviously an audio experience, but for people who can't see, there is a really nice guitar to your right. Is that your guitar? No, it's my dad's, but uh, oh. it's technically mine, you know. Can you play? I do play a little bit. I wish I was nice. more consistent with it. Um, I play more for like songwriting purposes, but learning a little bit of piano, which I want to learn more of, because I actually enjoy it, but mm. I do love playing guitar as That's well. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so the big question is, now the single's out there, you know, the world is not what it was when we last time we spoke with COVID. Is there a tour in the works? Yes. I'm re- well, there's a lot of upcoming shows starting in December. 
but I definitely have been looking into possibly touring and opening up even for like, you know, a big man match, which is what I would love to do. Um, so keep me in mind if you hear of anything. <laughs> of course, of course. I told you before and I'll tell you again, you, you haven't made it in the business until you come play Kane's ballroom. Yeah. Like <laughs> Kane's ballroom and then you're you're on your way. I would love to tour by you and perform. All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So with the holiday season coming up, uh, is there any more music coming out or is it are you just on last chance for love for right now? Well, there is new music coming out. I'm working on a few covers from uh, the 70s and 80s, a little bit of that. Since everyone says my music is like that anyway, I might as well just do some covers from them. <laughs> but kind of revamp, like revamping them a bit to today's sound. So, you know, it's a little bit of a different experience. Um, but yeah, some new music and new originals as well. And um, actually, tomorrow I'm going to be filming. Uh, last chance for love music video so at least part of it so <laughs> nice yeah awesome is it a set is it on location um it's interesting there's a new pop-up kind of museum in my mall that just kind of came about so uh, we're gonna be you know trying it out and kind of will fit in to that's awesome vibe. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome all right michelle well congratulations again on the single and I know you're like I told you before, long, long time ago, you're destined for great things. So yeah. uh, keep at it, keep your head down, and just man, take every chance you can get. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me on again. Of course. Okay, folks, now we officially come to the end of episode 98. <laughs> I was so thrilled you were able to get Michelle back on the show. And if you've been following her career, her star continues to grow brighter. Hopefully, we can get her back on here again. Before we close out the show, have you had a chance to check out our store on TeePublic? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have a carefully curated collection of t-shirts put together by myself and Mrs. Duvall. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on TeePublic. And we want to thank TeePublic for being such great partners. On behalf of the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, the colder months are starting to arrive. Make sure if you have any old blankets that you are not using and that they're in relatively good condition, please, I implore you, donate them to a local homeless shelter. You would be amazed at how much they need them in the coming months. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.